uh, beware of covetousness beware of covetousness one of the things that the enemy uses to distract people is covetousness over over dependent on material things the book of Deuteronomy contains the Ten Commandments okay handed down to Moses by God the principles behind each commandment help to understand the mind and the intent of God one of the commandments says you shall not covet your neighbor's wife you shall not set your desire on your neighbor's house or land his manservant or maidservant is ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor okay yeah it was in the old testament that this thing started but it's so much applicable here that we don't covet the thing that doesn't belong to us in our reality of covenant prosperity and greatness i preach greatness i teach about success i believe you are destined for success but there is a caution okay it, it does not nullify you know that uh, that you are you want to be you want to keep away from covetousness does not mean you are not destined for greatness in fact covetousness will hinder you from working in god's greatness for you so this morning i want to just charge you to be able to separate the two okay uh, uh, as much as greatness and prosperity is desired we must try to keep our hearts from being covetous contentment is godly okay contentment is godly it is the safety valve against covetousness as we desire new levels as we desire new heights we must endeavor to celebrate where we are in god contentment is having that divine satisfaction where you are even as you trust god for the next level very important uh, i'm not saying that because you are content you become slothful far from it i simply recommend genuine thanksgiving at whatever level you are you might not be where you want to be but you are not uh, where you used to be one way or the other that's why even alive this morning you got to have that celebration that joy because many people all in the name of success and greatness they become ungrateful for the present and then they spoil everything that god wants to do in the future okay god is at work he's at work behind the scenes but we must be grateful for where he has brought us i hope you are still there don't go away okay contentment as a principle purifies your motives we must learn not to be materialistic so so i mean don't 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 be living a life of trying to get even with somebody else with another person no matter their class or status or office rejoice with those who rejoice okay but don't get to a level where you are aiming at things just to even up with friends just to measure up with the joneses as it is said a man's life is worth more than that the root of covetousness most of the time is unholy comparison unholy comparison and satan is the one that drives that he begins to show you what your friends have attained he begins to show you what your cousins have gotten and then he begins to you know uh, contaminate your heart about it and then suddenly you become ungrateful suddenly you become you know uh, unholily dissatisfied you can be dissatisfied in a holy way but you can be dissatisfied in a murmuring and complaining way and then you become ungrateful for the things that god has done in your life and where gratitude stops the blessings stops where gratitude stops progress stops so it's something we need god's wisdom to walk in you are grateful for where you are and then you are trusting him for the next phase with a pure heart a place to desire um, it, it, it um, we must not place material things above god's plans for us I remember when Joseph was in Potiphar's house. Joseph was content, content in Potiphar's house. Everything was at his disposal, but not Potiphar's wife. Very important. He knew the demarcation. 
what was his and what wasn't his. He was content with his possessions and he avoided Potiphar's wife. That is what contentment does. You know what God has given you and what God has not given you. Stay with what is yours. Very important. Whatever God has not given you, don't meddle in it. Stay with what is yours. Celebrate it until God himself adds to it. Okay? It is the easiest. One of the, you know, you, you avoid unholy comparison. You, you avoid discontent that is unholy, as it were, by celebrating what you have. And what God hasn't given you, Joseph knew that God hadn't given him Potiphar's wife. And he, and, and, and he stayed away from it. We must beware of unholy um, comparison. I pray that we enjoy where we are on our way to where God has uh, uh, earmarked for us. If you are waiting to celebrate at the end, then you won't have anything to celebrate all through your life. Believe me, all we, all we have is always today. All we have is always today. When we get to tomorrow now, it will be today. Yesterday is gone. So the question is, are you going to wait until you are 80 years or 70 years before you celebrate? That's why you need the virtue of contentment. You're able to celebrate where you are on your way to the top, on your way to fulfilling destiny. If not, you'll be postponing your joy. You'll be postponing your, your, you'll be postponing your day of celebration. No. Yeah, there are, there'll be moments of higher celebration. There'll be moments of greater celebrations of victory, of accomplishments. But each day, there must be some level of celebration. Today, I'm happy. I'm, I thank God for where I am. Now, I have, I have many things. I, I, I'm looking forward to gigantic things. But if I'm going to wait for them to be accomplished before I celebrate, then you have to wait for a long time. Because even when you get there, your visions would have been enlarged. Some bigger things will be ahead of you. So please, don't live a life of depression. Don't live a life of, um, of, of unhappiness just because you're waiting for certain things to happen. No, rejoice again, I say, rejoice god is good god is good and then i said i learned something many years ago from one of my mentors you know i i've learned a lot from many mentors he says that uh, when you insist on taking something god did not give you you will end up losing something god had already given you amazing when you insist on taking something that god has not given you you will end up losing something um you end up losing something he already gave you okay so this morning god has given you so many things celebrate it celebrate it again and again i just feel like we should pray in the spirit pray in the spirit pray in the spirit pray in the spirit god gave adam and eve the garden he did not give them the particular fruit they insisted on taking that fruit and they missed it they missed the garden i hope you understand what i'm saying i hope you understand what i'm saying are you there okay now let me go back let me go over that again when you insist on taking something god didn't give you you will end up losing something he already gave you. Very important, okay? God gave Adam and Eve the garden, the glory of the garden. He didn't give them that particular fruit of the tree. They insisted on taking that fruit and they lost the garden. Remember David. God gave David the leadership of Israel. 
God gave David the glory of Israel, but he did not give him the wife of Uriah. David insisted on taking Uriah's wife. He ended up losing the throne. Thank God for restoration that came up. But the restoration was after too much of damage. So what God hasn't given to you, don't meddle in it. Stay with what God has blessed you with. And then he'll keep multiplying it. Contentment is key.